Welcome to HR in 15, a podcast dedicated to addressing the complexities of modern HR in just 15 minutes. Brought to you by Prestige PEO, simplifying HR. Hi, and welcome to another episode of HR in 15. I'm Kelly Tavares, Human Resource Business Partner at Prestige PEO, and I'm so excited to be back as your host today. We are very excited to be joined once again by Ken McCarthy, President of Integrity by McCarthy, Inc. Thank you for coming back today, Ken. Kelly, thank you so much. As I mentioned last time, I was really honored to be a part of this uh, podcast. Um, I I've, have a really good view as to what Prestige PEO offers its clients. I think it's fantastic, so it's great to be here. Yes, thank you for joining. And today we're going to be continuing our conversation on toxic workplace culture by discussing digital harassment while your employees are working remotely, which I think um, with this recent change of so many employees working remotely is going to be really helpful to our listeners. So first, we should remind our audience about you and your company. So Ken, can you tell us a little bit about Integrity by McCarthy? Certainly, yes. So uh, I started this company um, just about two years ago when I retired from the Canadian federal government. And really quickly, my background there is I, in my last 10 years, I led a group called Professional Standards. It was an internal affairs administrative investigations program where we were looking at allegations of whether it was harassment, violence, wrongdoing, or fraud committed by our employees anywhere in Canada. I was with Canada Border Services Agency, the equivalent of U.S. Customs Border Protection, and we had 15,000 people across the country. And uh, in that time, I, I'll say I fell in love with the program and I fell in love with the importance of workplace investigation or administrative investigation programs because I had seen that, you know, incidents, incidents of, you know, harassment, violence, whatnot, and then the investigations that followed really turned people's lives upside down, whether it was, you know, the complainant, the respondent, bystanders, witnesses, it didn't matter. People's worlds were affected by it. And then it extended beyond workplaces. You know, I'd, I'd seen relationships between people being severely damaged, reputations of leaders uh, for allowing things to happen in their workplaces being damaged. It takes a ton of commitment and effort to actually rebuild an organization after an incident of harassment and violence. And so my perspective was, you know what, the real solution is to try and prevent these things from happening. So created this uh, this organization, Integrity by McCarthy Incorporated. We're a family-based business. And, uh, you know, my goal at the end of the day is, is for my very, very young grandchildren to actually be uh, running the business at some future point 20 years down the road. And what we're trying to do is we're really trying to raise the bar on how workplace investigations are conducted, hopefully to help businesses prevent, you know, incidents from happening, learn from what happened. Um, and I make this joke about putting investigators out of business, which is kind of funny because I do investigations myself. But as, as I said, I've seen so many negative things happen to people and organizations that, you know, the real solution is to try and get ahead of the game and actually prevent bad things from happening. Um, we're trying to make a difference. We recognize that, you know, we really need to help organizations, you know, get restored to their highest potential. We want to help businesses make profits, you know, where they don't have to spend money or time or resources on having to deal with the consequences of a toxic workplace because it's huge. And of course, uh, we're, our goal is to try and keep indiv individuals and businesses out of trouble. So that's a summary of kind of who we are. Awesome. Well, I love the mission of your business, and I'm excited to see your grandchildren uh, running yes. the business in the future. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. 
In our last episode, we discussed the warning signs of toxic workplace culture. Now that so many businesses have employees that are working remotely, leaders also need to watch out for harassment that's happening digitally. What should business owners be looking out for exactly? Thanks for that, Kelly. You know, it's really interesting. I remember at the beginning of, you know, COVID-19, and um, I had some of my workplace investigator colleagues very, very worried that they were going to get out of business or be put out of business because they were expecting, you know what, people aren't in the workplace anymore, therefore people are not going to harass one another. Um, unfortunately, um, people can find a way and uh, there's lots of statistics that show that people have found a way. And it's funny, so some people thought it, w it would go away. Work remote, working remotely would make it ha um, disappear. Um, it didn't disappear. It just changed. You know, the tools that people use, um, it's just different tools right now. Now, it's funny. There's a misconception that, you know, harassment only happens in person. But you know what? And, and we've seen it can happen over text messages. So, you know, that's one of the things that, that business owners should be looking out for. Have you equipped your employees with, you know, your own business's tools, uh, cell phones, whatnot, to send texts? Or have you endorsed them to communicate with one another? Over text, um, that's a great opportunity for someone to say something inappropriate to someone else or go to, you know, really, really extreme sexual harassment or whatnot. Um, you can look at it as well. You can see, um, you know, internal chat programs. Um, we're using all sorts of video conferencing, meeting tools. There's Slack, there's Teams, there's Zoom, these sorts of things. You see a lot of people becoming just a little bit too comfortable in their conversations with their colleagues. You know, certainly in these past couple of years, you know, you're looking, you're talking to someone in a meeting, in a video meeting, and, and they're sitting in their bedroom and you can see what's behind them and you get into their world a little bit and then you see people actually getting a little bit too comfortable. I remember in early days of COVID seeing some of these things where people were just getting a little bit too comfortable with people with whom they didn't really have these really strong relationships in the past and then starting to say things that were were, you know, on the edge of being inappropriate or outright inappropriate or using some of these tools, some of the sidebar chat functions within these tools to, you know, comment on someone's appearance, make all sorts of comments to them, you know, whatnot, or talk about other people as well, um, and even phone calls. So, so the, the, you know, business leaders, business owners need to be mindful that, you know, we're using all these different tools right now. Some of these tools provide great opportunities for people to, to, you know, do things that are inappropriate, you know, without even an audit trail. Or as I said, sometimes people are just so, you know, comfortable in this, in this new world. It was stressful for a while, but all of a sudden you're starting to talk to your colleagues again and you're seeing their worlds and that sort of stuff and people become a little bit careless. So leaders need to be looking out for that sort of stuff because it's real. We've seen lots of it over these past couple of years. Um, talk about, you know, people being comfortable, you know, there's, there's more informality or less formality when you're working remote, right? Um, people may not even be cognizant of, you know, their potentially harassing behavior. They may be thinking that just one, a one-off comment that they make about what somebody's wearing or how much weight somebody gained during, you know, COVID or whatnot. These things can be really hurtful and they actually can be, you know, harassment or violence, psychological violence, right? Um, stress from this pandemic that we had experienced you know we had this stress of all of a sudden not know you know not knowing whether we're going to get sick or not not knowing what our work world is going to look like and now there's a, a new stress of the return to the workplace um, which i'll talk about just momentarily um we're seeing some organizations now moving towards a hybrid model the whole return to the work office or the office environment a lot of employers are mandating that either full-time or part-time that brings about a significant change for individuals, for employees. 
think about these past couple of years where people didn't maybe necessarily have to worry about if they were fortunate, sorry, if they're fortunate enough to keep their jobs, maybe they didn't have to worry about daycare or all sorts of other things and they weren't commuting a couple hours each day. That was a big change, but people are comfortable and, and seems to be working in this new world. Now you have employers who are bringing people back. That's a major change that, uh, you know, business leaders, business owners need to be mindful of because as you're pulling people back, they may not want to come back. And so, because it represents a loss to them. So it may be, it may result in perceived inequities as well in the workplace, it may lead to incivility or worse. You know, why am I being asked to come back X number of days a week, but maybe one of my colleagues isn't being asked to do that? Or why am I, the, why am I brought in to sit beside someone who's on a Teams meeting with me? You know, can't we do that remotely? So it's going to be a challenge for, for business owners. And so they need to be looking out for, for these indicators. Um, you know, harassment, because this harassment is, is, uh, vis uh, virtual, sorry. Um, it's crucial that leaders establish a culture where people feel comfortable coming forward, you know, to raise their concerns over something that happened. You know, it's really difficult. We often, if you read the, you know, the guidebooks on what to do if you're feeling harassed, they'll often say, well, you know, talk to the person who offended you and resolve it. And that sounds wonderful. It is incredibly difficult to have that type of conversation with an individual. So, you know, these organizations need to look for these things and then try to promote, you know, how do you come forward, right? Um, some interesting stats I came across recently that I thought I'd just share with you. So this was in June 2022. Um, I had read a report that referenced the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, and they pro pro provided some statistics on sexual harassment allegations that they received year over year. So with the pandemic, with what we experienced over the past few years, you might have expected that there would have been a decrease um, in, you know, sexual harassment uh, cases or complaints or whatnot because people aren't working with one another. So while the EEOC, you know, said on average 7,000, in uh, 2020, they received 6,587 sexual harassment private sector complaints filed with them. Now, that was only a 12% decrease from the year before, and it was very consistent with what we had seen or what they had seen annually between 2014 and 2017. So that's pretty scary. And, you know, we thought maybe with the lack of holiday parties and sales meetings and other in-office, in inter-office interactions that you may have seen the reduction. But again, as I said earlier, people have found a way. So just to, to recap what I was talking about in terms of what business owners need to be look mindful of and looking for, uh, they have to recognize that there are major changes in the way business is done. Um, recognize that their employees are probably going to be suffering a little bit from being forced to come back or, you know, or whatnot if they do have to come back. And these tools that we've endorsed employees to use, that we've given them to use, there may not be audit trails. And with all this comfort and informality and people are no longer, you know, dressing up, um, you know, appropriately to go to work because you can work at home in pajamas sort of thing, there's tons of opportunities to actually cross a line, say something inappropriate. And certainly in my practice, I've seen these things pop up over these past couple of years. So it didn't go away. Sadly, as I said, people will always find a way. So, um, you know, just to highlight there again, leaders need to keep their eyes open because there are lots of indicators um, that uh, you may be having, um, you know, digital or, or virtual sort of harassment taking place in your organization.
Yes, thank you. And um, those are all really interesting points. And this really is such an important issue for workplaces today. Um, I completely agree with what you said at the beginning there that so many people expected to return to the physical workplace, but then they did not or they moved to a hybrid model. And at Prestige, we really worked heavily with our clients through that transition and watched the challenges um, they faced. Um, especially as so many main methods of communication really did shift um, to that digital method. Um, that being said, what do you think employers should do to prevent digital harassment? Okay, well, you know what? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned what Prestige had done because um, I think a lot of people just kind of sat back and, and watched and, and maybe were oblivious to, you know, what's going on, ex again, expecting things are not going to get worse. And the fact that Prestige has done some work uh, with their clients, I think that's absolutely fantastic. So there's a good chance what I'm going to talk about are things that you've uh, you've helped your clients with. So um, as I had said in a previous podcast, managers doing their jobs, um, you know, this is so important. So this is the most important thing. For employers to do to you know prevent digital harassment is they have to make sure their managers, the frontline managers, first level managers, do their job. I remember you know towards the tail end of my career within the Canadian federal uh, government, um, I realized that you know many public and private sector employers had failed to train a whole generation of frontline managers on how to deal with difficult workplace situations. Um, you know, I, I remember talking to managers who said they, they, it was so hard, you know, to have a conversation with an employee about their conduct when they're going to have to see that employee tomorrow and the next day and next week and next month and might even be worried about that employee then filing a complaint against them because they had that difficult conversation. Um, you know, employers need to make sure that there's actual dialogue going on in the workplace. So if there's an incident of incivility digitally, that you know somebody does something about it that the leader actually talks to the employees about what's going on to make sure it's corrected because that's the right opportunity is to correct it as i said it's tough to have a difficult conversation with an employee um you know what it's far more difficult to defend a failure to have a tough conversation when you're standing before a court or a tribunal so you know a business owner leader you know think of that as well if you let something happen um, your story is, is far more difficult to tell in the future when people's lives have been turned upside down or what have you. Um, employers need to help their frontline managers and their employees develop conflict competence. Again, back to the point, it's really tough to have that conversation with somebody over, hey, what you said offended me, or hey, what you did to, to Ken is not appropriate. Managers, I always say this, managers really need to have you know, real conversations with their employees about the expected standards of conduct, that's a given, with emphasis on how things have actually changed in this remote world. Maybe people aren't seeing it. Certainly, you know, I have the, the luxury of seeing a lot of this stuff happening because I do investigations, but I don't think it would be very hard for, for business owners to actually see this. They just got to, you know, take a look there. Um, you know, obviously leaders, um, business owners need to remind their teams that, you know, even working remotely, you have to treat others with respect. So there's all sorts of informality, as I said, but you have to recognize that you can't cross the lines. You got to remind your employees, obviously, that they need to come to their managers if they're experiencing an issue with anybody. It could be just seemingly innocuous one-off that can turn into something bigger. It's better to obviously resolve it at the early stage. Regular one-on-one -on -one meetings to check in, assessing the employee's mood, 
asking if they have any concerns. Those are really important things to do, and they're more difficult to do in this remote world, right? Because you don't have people in the same workplace, you can't see that Ken may be suffering. These are things that the, the leaders and, the, and the, the business owners are going to make sure that they actually do, that they, they take proactive steps to do these things. Obviously, business owners should be on the lookout for potentially problematic behavior. During team meetings, believe it or not, these things happen in team meetings with many other people around. And then you really have to make sure you address it because the bystanders or the witnesses who saw something that, you know, kind of made their skin crawl, um, they're going to be wondering what goes on. Certainly the, you know, the perpetrator uh, may be feeling a little bit foolish and then the horrible. So they've got to make sure that they actually tackle these things and just throw another stat out. There was, uh, in early 2022, an organization called the Workplace Bullying Institute said that in a survey that they had conducted, 43% of their respondents had experienced digital harassment, a large percentage being through group virtual meetings where there are other employees, other individuals participating. Uh, another percentage, so that was 35%, 15% in private virtual meetings, 6% in group emails, and then another 3% in private emails. Um, and then within this, there was a large group of, of um, you know, bystanders or, or witnesses who sometimes we forget um, that they are really severely implicated by things that happen because there's loyalties that are torn. They don't want to, you know, loyalties that are put in question. They don't want to be involved in these things as well. So you got to make sure as a leader that you're actually demonstrating that you're addressing things. Um, I guess kind of my final point here is you need to, as a, as a business owner, you know, remind the team as a whole that any harassment, even virtual, will not be tolerated. You can be as informal and as comfortable as you want. There's lines that organizations and individuals just cannot cross. Obviously, when individuals are using, when employees are using, you know, company-owned or company-sponsored resources, whether it's a cell phone, the email, Slack, um, if these things are, are you know, um, hostile, Maybe there's audit trails. It certainly could, uh, you know, bring about grounds for discipline. Obviously, back to an earlier point, it turns people's worlds upside down and it causes so much grief. So, Kelly, that's a that's an overview of of what uh, you know the business owners, leaders should be uh, looking to do to make sure that they're able to stay on top of or ahead of uh, the potential for digital harassment. Great. Well, thank you for sharing that. I know this will be really helpful to our listeners, but I've also personally found this so informative. Uh, so much what I do in my role here at Prestige is help provide our clients and managers um, guidance when navigating these types of situations. So I can personally say I know they will find this very helpful. Um, I know we could discuss this topic for so much longer, but unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Listeners, be sure to check out the great work that Ken and Integrity by McCarthy do at www.integritybymccarthy.ca. You can also listen to more episodes of HRN15 at www.hrn15.com. Thank you for tuning in. For questions or more information on today's topic, visit prestigepeo.com.